Oi, tudo bem? This is Brazuca Sounds, hosted and produced by Leandro Vignoli. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Brazuca Sounds. This is the part two of a Team Maya 80 songs special celebrating his birthday in September 28th. He would have been turned 80. In the first part, already played a lot of his greatest hits, his first singles. I also talked about his Hassanal Records era. So already 30 songs down in the part one, he was a little bit of ahead of his time in terms of introducing soul and funk music in Brazil. He was also known as a guy who was always blending music genres in trying. That's exactly how we're going to start this episode today. The very first song of the very first album ever released. always known by blending music genres. This is a song that the group Os Diagonais used to sing at their concerts and Tim Maia loved so much that he decided to record it. And as the story goes, because there was almost no time for Tim Maia to learn the full lyrics, it was actually Camarão, the lead singer of Os Diagonais, who ended up singing the second part of the recording and because there is no credit many people for a long time just felt like he was actually Tim Maia with a raspy voice but it's clearly somebody else even the accent is different Camarão is from the northeast Todo mundo que mora por ali Esse dia não podia resistir Quando via o toque do piano and Camarão and this group, they always complain about the fact that he was not credit. I even talk about that story already in a different podcast here about the best Brazilian albums of 71. There was like a magazine article where Os Diagonais members felt like they were being taken advantage by Tim Maia. Tim Maia hired us as the backup band for his tour, but we were never paid because we didn't sign the contract. We were all friends. We didn't even get the money for transportation back home. Then, a couple of months after we read in the news that he had bought a house in Leblon. What's the deal there? And the song is a blend, right, of soul music and forró. This Brazilian regional rhythm from the northeast heavily uses the accordion and the triangles. This other song here for his following record, you can notice even more these influences. (laughs) 
So this is a song about those three kings, very popular in Christianism. This song was actually written in around 63 or 64 by then a 15 years old guy called Marcio Leonardo uh, from São Paulo that became good friends with Tim Maia. Uh, São Paulo was the city that Tim Maia was living briefly after he came back from the U.S., after his deportation from that country. Uh, and this song will become a success only many years later, in 1971, in this Tim Maia album. And after those two successful songs, mixing it up with soul music with Faha, Timaya tried again, was just like he was like filling a quota at that point. Não precisa de dinheiro pra se ouvir meu canto. Eu sou canário do reino e canto em qualquer lugar. Não precisa de dinheiro pra se ouvir meu canto. So this is a song that was also not written. Uh, by Tim Maia, but a duo called Carvalho and Zapata. And this was a big song, though, has been covered many, many times, Canário do Reino, and is also, again, blending soul music with forró and baião, which is a very similar music genre from the Northeast. But let's go ahead of time now. As I said, Simai was always trying to put something new in his music, always trying to find different music genres to explore, and in the late 70s, he immersed himself big into the disco music. Senda o Farol is from a triad of records recorded with the core members of the Banda Black Hill, uh, especially the bassist Jamil Joanes and also the sax player Oberdan Magalhães. The record Team Maia Disco Club was released by the Atlantic Records in 1978, a subdivision of Warner, which at that point was just setting up shop in Brazil, uh, Timaya was really, really bouncing from every record label possible. He would not like the record labels, the record labels would not like him, so that was the deal, more or less. And the song is really for the dance floor, right? Lyrics kind of makes no sense. Why he sings in this song here is like something like, you got a flat tire, turn on the band. Technically, you need to turn the emergency lights, by the way, the blinking lights, not the beam, when you got a flat tire, but you know, Timaya was not a driver, but it was not supposed to make any sense regardless. 
this record here, there's a very funny story that the original producer was legendary Uruguayan maestro Miguel Cidres, but Tim Maia didn't like at his production. And one day in the studio, uh, he just decided to say that the sound was garbage. The only problem was his mic was still open and the maestro heard him saying that and they got into a big fight right there in the studio. Timai was beaten up, allegedly, but he got what he wanted. In the end, they switched producers and that is when 24-years-old Lincoln Olivetti came into the scene. He became like a huge partner of Tim Maia from 78 all the way through the 1980s for the good, but also for the bad songs. Uh, and the record ended up producing one of Tim Maia's biggest hits, actually, the song Sossego. Sego is a big, big hit in Brazil. Tim Maia just sings that, don't bother me with this chat of getting a job. What I wanted is just to chill. Chill is not really the best translation for Sosego. Uh, it's one of those words very culturally Brazilian, but you know, same concept, relaxing, chilling. Uh, Tim Maia was a big fan of Booker T and the MGs, so it's very possible that he was actually extra influence, to say the least, by the song Bootlegs. And funny enough, it's not Booker T playing the organ on this particular song, but Isaac Hayes was the producer at the legendary Stax Records, and maybe it was also from this song that Isaac Hayes got the hook from uh, Shaft's Cab Ride. But back to Sosego now. The Team Maya song is from 1978, so he either got it from Booker T or from Isaac Hayes, we're never gonna know. Uh, and as I said in the part one of the podcast, he was a big, big fan of Isaac Hayes as well. And there's even that connection between being very related to a cult, right? Isaac Hayes to Scientology, Team Maya to the irrational culture. Uh, but this song also made it into a popular soap opera in 1978, and after four years struggling to be popular again because of his involvement with the cult, he got finally back on track, a national sensation in 1978. He uh, became one of the most popular songs of Team I can never go wrong. Uh, with it on a dance floor, 
Even the Guns N' Roses played this song in 2001 during the Rock and Rio festival. And technically, it was just the guitar player of Guns N' Roses, whoever his name was at the time. But you know, the song it is massively popular, and so much so that Tim Meyer just decided to try it again for his following record. So this song it really sounds like a Sosego a part two, more or less. The bass riff on this song is just crazily perfect. One of those uh, mantra type of songs of Timaya too. The entire lyrics, it is just him repeating this verse. Vou com guys, vou contente para Minas Gerais, which. I'm not gonna even translate because it really doesn't work in English. Only makes sense because it rhymes in Portuguese, the word gas uh, with the state of Minas Gerais. And this song is from his 1979 album, Reencontro. Probably his more mistakenly ignored record of it all. Uh, it was kind of sandwiched between his disco music phase and his 80s boogie era. It is his only album released by EMI Odeon, which is now Universal. Uh, it is still not available on streaming services. It was never reissued on LP or CD for that matter. Either you have the original copy or bye-bye, cannot really find these songs anywhere. And there's a lot of bangers on this record, it's a very, very good record. This is a classic disco music kind of song. Tim Maia wrote it in partnership with his pal, Yudon. And everything in it on this song is so amazing. The bass, the brass section, the frenetic drums. I have a friend of mine who used to uh, joke that the movement Disco Sucks existed only because all those people never listened to Tim Maia Disco. And right after, he started transition more to his boogie sounds as well.
So about this song, a piece of Brazilian culture for you here. You know, when you listen to a song and you don't understand the lyrics and you just sing something else that sounds very similar. So this song is a definition of that in Brazil. Tim Maia sings "Você e eu, eu e você." That means you and me, me and you. And the back singers they just shout "Juntinhos," meaning together. But instead of Juntinhos, a lot of people hear Judite, which is a female name, Judith. So everybody just assumed there was a song about this Judite woman. Cannot confirm, neither deny I was one of those people. But that being said, uh, just dig into this interlude right here of the song. Just amazing, sounds like an Afrobeat slash samba slash incredible bongo band. It's like a very nicely done fusion of a lot of different references. It is so fantastic, this group of musicians that Team Maya put together for those three records of 78, 79, and 1980. Also together with his two main composers and arrangers and producers, Lincoln Olivetti, mostly responsible for synthesizers and keyboards and strings, and Hobson Jorge, responsible for a lot of guitar arrangements like these other song here like big string arrangements as I said before but I just gonna like skip ahead on this song because there's like a bass solo that is just fantastic too, played by Jamil Joannis, that, as I mentioned before, uh, he was one of the leaders of the Banda Black Hill. dude was not fooling around. If you don't know the Banda Black Hill, you should definitely try and check it out. Jamil Joannes is definitely one of the top five best Brazilian bass players of all time. And this record here, the 1980 self-titled record, uh, was released by Polydor, the same record label of all those initial classic albums by Tim Maia, a record label that he said they would never, ever 
released an album again, but he ended up doing, you know, he needed some money. But he might really wanted to dictate his own artistic path without the interference of any manager starting in the 1980, the late 70s. So it was then that he decided to resume with his own record label, Seroma, that he had recorded all the Rationale records in the past. Uh, but anyway, the album that he came up with for his own record label was Nuvens, my favorite 1980s record by T-Maya. A Festa is the name of this song. The Party is basically a pioneering rap by Tim Maia, like reminiscent of the style of Sugar Hill Gang and Curtis Blow, like this funky, groovy bass. This is the instrument Tim Maia really, really was more attached to it. He was more obsessed about it. He was constantly changing his bass players on his band. This is not Jamil Joannis anymore. This one here is Rubens Sabino. He used to be the bass player for the Grupo Abolição of Don Salvador, who had played with Timaya before in the beginning of the 1970s, so he just decided to recruit him again. So the entire song has this like bass riff, and then Timaya announces, Here comes the band! So curiosity here, Timaya wrote all arrangements of this record, including the brass section, and Timaya was not a maestro, he didn't know how to write or read music at all, so the way he actually wrote these arrangements was imitating the sounds with his mouth, like the sound that he wanted and then the band could actually try to replicate it, and as you can see, it worked very, very well. This particular song on the liner notes, Timaya, is credited as vocal, clappings, and happiness. Timaya was very, very energized by producing this record. He played various instruments, including bass, percussion, flute, the drums. Only problem was Seroma, his record label didn't have all that influence from the big labels. Timaya refused uh, to play the game, right? Payolas, like paying a commercial radio station to play a song, uh, or fancy launch parties, uh, so he could just not sell any record. Nuvens was an absolute fail, uh, just like the Rationale record from before. Uh, and I know how much 
loved are the Racional records, but if I'm being honest here, I very much prefer Nuvens instead. But Nuvens comes with no religious lyric. Even if Tim Maia's voice is very crappy because of the whiskey, cocaine, and cigarettes, the three Atlan, as Tim Maia will refer to that combo. <laughs> The name of this song, Hadoki Lobo, Esquina com Matoso, it is like an address in Rio de Janeiro, is Tim Maia going down memory lane. Uh, it is really the part of the city where he started making music, like rock and roll music, like with Roberto Carlos, right? They were in the same band. Erasmo Carlos is from that circle as well, despite the fact he was not part of that band. It is a street uh, on the Tijuca neighborhood in Rio de Janeiro. It's a very working class type of neighborhood there in Rio de Janeiro, very far away from the ocean. But you know, he could just not beat the big labels. And then Tim Maia decided to play the gang back again and release overproduced records by the big majors. Uh, in the part one, I already showed you a lot of his big hits from that era. Dulemio Pontal, Vale Tudo. But are other songs also good from that era? So this recording is from Team Maya 1986 album. It is actually not the very first recording of the song. This is more like 80s, very overproduced and some questionable electronic drumming as well. But it was not the first time Team Maya recorded this particular song here. Just like Dulemio Pontal, uh, he had recorded this song Você Decide in 1982 to make some money. He recorded as a single. That's what he was always doing in the beginning of the 1980s before. He was constantly hustling, so he would record the single to cash grab some money and then to be able to record an entire record. For this particular song, he was a big failure, even the single, so he actually didn't make any money and then afterwards he had to actually sign with a major label at the time. Uh, but the original version is quite nice. And this is actually a cover of a song called Split Decision by the band Quick obscure soul funk band from Memphis. 
Tennessee, and Tim Mai was a guy with a lot of jargons and and one-liners, right? So he said in the mid of the 1980s he was just producing two types: either songs to wet your underwear or sweating your armpits. This is Brazilian expressions, right? And what does that even mean? Like wetting your underwear is songs extremely mellow, sappy and to sweat your armpit are the extremely happy and made for the dance floor type of songs. So there was only the two types of songs. Uh, another very good one for sweating your armpit it is this other one here called Terapia do Grito. Basically, a call and response where Team Maya asks everybody to yell. A lot of Caribbean influences too in the percussion section, and of course, all these horns. So another boogie era type of song, 84 here. Gaguejando, it means stuttering. Like, literally, that's the name of the song. Uh, some kind of a stammering. It's about a boy who stammers every time he sees his girl crush. And obviously, uh, Tim Maia also stutter in almost every verse of this song here. So, at some point in time, Tim Maia became almost like also a comedian type of artist. The liner notes of this record, uh, there's one of his most famous sentences. He says, the world is only going to be good when all the money is gone, but until that day come, hopefully I will have some. So he was always coming with this, as I said before, one-liners. I could spend an entire podcast talking about those one-liners, and they are all in the Brazilian pantheon. Everybody knows, more or less. Like, I don't drink, smoke weed, or do coke. I just lie a lot. <laughs> Another one he's very famous for is, weed is not addictive. I have a friend who smokes for 25 years and he's not addicted. Another one. Once I went on a strict diet, I cut out alcohol, fats, and sugar. And in two weeks, I lost 14 days. And probably the most famous uh, one-liner of Team Maya, especially in Brazil, obviously, because it's actually related to Brazil and how the Brazilian culture and people are. It is this one. In Brazil, pimps fall in love, the drug dealers are addicted, and the poor people vote for conservatives. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, yeah, it's a very paradoxical country, and Tim Maia really, really know very well. He was very obsessed at this point in time also with his audio technicians in concerts. He was constantly shouting at them, especially because of, like, the bass sound... There is nothing to complain about this particular bass here, right? Uh, but as I said, in concerts he was constantly complaining about the monitor speaker's volume. Uh, he also became a jargon of Team Maia, right? More bass, more treble, more reverb, more everything. And especially towards this guy called Santiago. I think he was his primary sound technician. And that name became really part of the Brazilian culture. So now, every time you ask a technician on a concert for more bass or whatever it is, you just go by that name. Hey, Santiago, more bass. Nisei Linda. Linda Nisei, uh, it is about a girl of Japanese heritage, and Nisei is the second generation of Japanese immigrants, right, in Brazil. Just if you don't know, it is home to the largest Japanese population outside Japan. I know a lot of people have no idea of that info, so... And this is like a storytelling kind of song, and Simai had a lot of those... So this is a song about Johnny, this little boy, his dream was to become a footballer. There are not too many songs of Team Maia related to football or soccer, if you will. Unlike Jorge Ben, there are like at least a dozen of those songs. Team Maia was not super, super connected with the football, but this song, it is about that. Uh, it is this guy who had a dream to be a footballer, but ended up like, you know, going to university to become a doctor. Uh, very interesting on this song, the participation of the guitar player Pepeu Gomes uh, from the band Novos Baianos, the solo guitar on this song. Another storytelling type of song, uh, a song about a guy called French Fries. Pula, não, 
In Brazil, we have all these very weird nicknames, right? French fries is one of those. Batata frita it is the name of this character on the song, and he's like a, a bicycle thief. And Tim Maia is actually not complaining about the guy. He was actually complaining about his neighbor, who is like a snitch. The neighbor sees uh, Batata Frita stealing a bike and kind of kind of call the police. But according to Tim Maia, the judge was a very nice guy. He ended up like releasing uh, Batata Frita. And as I explained in the part one of this podcast, this album is called Irrational, at least in Brazil, uh, because it was right after Tim Maia quit the rational culture, a cult. It's one of my favorite records, actually. It was one of the biggest bands that Tim Maia put together on this record. He has two bass players, has two drummers, including Tim Maia himself. One of the bass players is mostly only using like the funk machine paddle, which was very new and fresh at the time. Uh, Larry Graham, right, from the Sly and the Family Stone, was very famous for using that kind of effect. Uh, another very important person of Tim Maia's band on that time was his keyboard player, uh, Reginaldo, also known as Dom P. So this song is like the keyboardist don't pee all over, right? This Steve Warner kind of effect during the whole song that is called Marcio Leonardo e Telmo. Those are the two sons of Tim Maia. Tim Maia, in the mid-70s, he got involved with this girl called Geisa. But one day, she just left Tim Maia to go after a football player of all odds. But sometime after, she actually came back to Tim Maia pregnant. And Tim Maia decided to take Geisa back in his life and adopted her kid. It's called Marcio Leonardo. It's the first kid. He appears on the back cover of this album too. And right after, Geisa one more time left Team Maya. This time only for a couple of weeks or something. And she returned again pregnant. This time with a son of Team Maya. It goes on this song by the name Telmo. Telmo. real name is Carmelo and today is responsible for taking control of all music related to Team Maya and those two kids they don't really get along Carmelo biological song he really really doesn't recognize uh, Leo Maya as a true son of Team Maya but anyway this song is just absolutely marvelous And that being said, later on in his career, Timaya actually wrote also a song for that girl, the mother of his two sons, Geisa. 
just an instrumental song called After the Man of His Two Songs. Just listen to this part here, look. Oh wow, what a groove, what a brass section. Uh, another very good instrumental song of Tim Maia is from his following record with still the same band. So 76 and 77 albums are pretty much the same band. Uh, Tim Maia was playing drums in all of those songs, especially the 1977 album, this one on the background. So this is real Tim Maia jamming and putting on the show on his drums. And Tim Maia also really always made a point to credit every musician since his debut album, which in the beginning of the 1970s, it was very unusual in Brazil, and Timai always made a point of doing that. Another very good instrumental song, it is from his 1973 record, the song Amores. This is where we can supersede that influence for the Booker T and the MJs I was talking about before. Right after Timaya started his own record label, I already told the name, right? Seroma, meaning the melding of his full name, Sebastião Rodrigues Maia. But there was another meaning for that name that a lot of people were never aware. Seroma. It's also a palindrome. Uh, put that name backwards and you got Amores. Uh, amores mean lovers. And that is the name of this song in the background. Also an instrumental song. You know what I think it's missing on this countdown of 80 TMI special songs of today? Like a crazy good ballad. So let's fix that right away. Thank you. 
So this is the absolutely popular uh, song in Brazil, Primavera, meaning spring. This is a Cassiano song. Cassiano was a very good partner of TMI, especially in his first album. There are four songs written by Cassiano in that record. He was always more mellow uh, than Tim Maia, very different voice as well. Uh, Cassiano was the Marvin Gaye to Tim Maia, Isaac Hayes, so to speak. Uh, but then, after the first Tim Maia album, Cassiano also had his own thing going on for a while. He released three records of his own, but that was never as popular as Team Maya. Uh, and after 79, he had to extract a lung. So kind of Cassiano had to abandon the music business. And Team Maya also kind of brought back his friend, at least in terms of writing songs. Almost every single record in the 1980s So this is Nuvens, written by Cassiano, recorded by Tim Maia. It is the name of his album of 1982, my favorite of the 1980s. Cassiano, after that lung problem, he kind of quit the music business, right? He was not able to record and sing and perform live. So he was really just writing songs with a good help of his friend Tim Maia at the time. So we have a lot of Cassiano songs in Tim Maia records in the 1980s. Another good friend of Tim Maia, I already mentioned the guy here many, many times, is Ildon. Na Chuva Na Fazenda, this song is in the Brazilian uh, songbook, everybody knows this song there, although in the Timaya record he changed the name instead of Na Rua Na Chuva Na Fazenda, he decided to call the song Casinha de Sapé. a part of the song too, so many, many people will know that song by the two different names, Timai just decided to go with the second name. Uh, another very important duo uh, in terms of composition and in Tim Maia bands were Luis Mendes Jr. and his brother Gaston Lamonier. Não me importa dizer 
So, Junior Mendes, along with his brother, as I said, Gaston Lamonnier, they were super present in the disco and boogie era of Team Maya, initially as backing singers, but they were also participating in the production section, and eventually they would write songs as well. This one is called Reencontro, which names the record Team Maya released in 1979. I mentioned this record before on this podcast. It's very, very overlooked in the entire discography of Team Maya. Junior Mendes, and he would produce many records in that era. Uh, Banda Black Hill was produced by Junior Mendes. Uh, Sandra de Sá was produced by Junior Mendes, and he actually released a self-titled album as well under his own name in 1982. And if we're talking about people surrounding Tim Maia, another good person to be mentioned here is his guitar player, Paulinho Guitarra. This is a song entirely written by Paulinho Guitarra, which was the guitar player of Team Maia from 1972 all the way through the 1970s. He was present in the entirety of the Team Maia Racional records as well. And there is a very funny story about the recording of this particular song, actually. It's called Feito Pra Dançar, Made for Dancing, because in that record of 1977, which unfortunately is not available on the streaming platforms, right? It was recorded by the record label Som Livre from Brazil. There was a clause in the Tim Maia's contract that he had to write at least one song for the dance floors. So... He decided to give it out, the song for his guitar player, that he came up with this song, and they called the song Made for Dancing. <laughs> the big man was always very confrontational, especially when dealing with these record labels in Brazil. This is the phase where TMI was really, really not playing on the radio anymore. And by the way, he plays the drums again uh, in this entire record. He was very versatile. He played multiple instruments, uh, guitar, obviously, and the drums and the percussion. But he also knew how to play the bass and the flute. album, probably the most psychedelic Tim Maia song ever written. This is Imunização Racional, Que Beleza. Uh, it is the least, probably, 
recognized version of the same song, probably people recognize the other version in the volume 2, which is funkier, exactly the same song, exactly the same lyrics, but completely different arrangements. Tim Maia played the flute in a lot of songs in this record here, but it's very unclear exactly where, but the introduction of the song is like a clear melody played on the flute, so... And the song, Que Beleza, was the only song that radio stations agreed to play at the time for the Racional Records. Uh, and no wonder, right, the singing here is not explicitly about the coat that he was involved. The lyrics are very generic about nature and positivity. How wonderful is to know a disenchantment and see things clearer in the dark. Obviously, it was really about the coat, but only in a sense if you knew what he was up to at the time, and the majority of people in Brazil did not. But at the same time, he asked nobody to read the book, the only book, and all that insane preaching that he does in other songs around his entire records, so it's not so straightforward. So the radio stations actually agreed to play and became a small hit in Brazil at the time. Oddly enough, it was around this cult era that Tim Maia got very involved also with his African heritage and wrote more and more songs critical about the racism. This intro here is again Tim Maia jamming his flute. And as I said, during his whole career, Tim Maia was not exactly an activist. His songs were mostly either ballads or bangers for the dance floor, but in the mid-70s he started writing more songs about the African continent and the racism. This particular one is about Rhodesia, which was Zimbabwe, was called at the time in the 1970s. There's a big civil war happening in there, and Timaya sings something like, in Guinea-Bissau, nothing is alright, even less so in Rhodesia. South Africa, take your blue blood and go to hell with it. So Timaya was really singing about how beautiful it is to be a black person, how you don't need to be scared because everything is possible. So, as I said, there's not a lot of songs about racism in the entire discography of Timaya, but this particular song is like super, super on your face. play the song here not only because it's very important in terms of the Team Maya discography, but also to showcase his ability as a musician playing the flute here. 
as a solo and as the intro of the song and this show is getting very long one more time so I'm gonna split and I'm gonna come back with a part three of this Team Maya special this last song today it is Team Maya showcasing his bass Vai raiar o dia veja que bom que alegria este sol da manhã, com este sol penetrante, sol brilhante, com este sol da manhã, com este sol penetrante. And it could be no different. I'm gonna finish it off with a song from the album Nuvens of 82. Uh, it is the song Sol Brilhante. Hook of the bass is entirely played by Tim Maia. Tim Maia played the bass in many other records, in many other songs, but he was never credited for it. It's very hard to know exactly when and how and how many times he actually did play the bass, but this particular song he is credited in the album such a good song to play during a sunny Sunday just laying down a hammer so yeah hopefully you enjoyed this was part two of the 80 Songs special of Tim Maia celebrating his 80th birthday. 60 songs down, 20 to go. It's gonna be the last episode of this series. I'm gonna play the, my favorite top 10 Tim Maia songs ever recorded. So please come back. Take care over there. Bye bye. <laughs> This was Brazuca Sounds with Leandro Vignoli. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Yeah.